Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode in this Oscar series here on the Outlaw Nation channel, where me, the Outlaw John Roca, is joined by my brother in the cinephiles and my brother in life, Steve Morris, to break down one Best Picture nominee. And today we're talking about King Richard. But first, I would like to check in with Steve. Steve, how are you doing? How do you feel the series is going? And uh, what are you getting out of this so far as we're half, well, about halfway through the Best Picture nominees? Well, first of all, I think this has been a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, it's so funny having done the cinephiles with you for so long, where it's like serious research and serious time <laughs> over a classic film, and this is like movies that are recent yes. and just like having a nice conversation. Like it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I am doing very well. My back, which had been really hurting oh, for yeah. two days, is better. So yeah. that is just. It's so because every time my back goes out, it's like, oh shit, is this going to be? Is this right. going to be what it's going to be? Because, like, you know, that you knew you knew me at that time where it was a year oh, that wow. I couldn't, you know, walk very well yeah. and to, until I had surgery. So back is better. So I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Good. good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm about to jump on the road and head up to uh, Hollywood to host a, a show there for the Hollywood Critics Association. So I wanted to make sure we got this episode in before I jump on the road and brave that traffic from San Diego all the way up to L.A. and back. It's really the one on the way back that's the tough one. But, uh, you know, whatever yeah. I'm going through isn't as tough as what these two girls went through in the movie here, Venus and Serena Williams. It is called King Richard, which means the film focuses on Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena Williams, played by Will Smith. He is nominated for Best Actor for this film. It's directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green and obviously based on the true story of the Williams sisters. Steve, I'm going to ask you two questions. You need to ask you what your overall thoughts are on the film. But let me also ask you, what's your experience with the Williams sisters? I know you're not the biggest sports guy, unless it's Cal football. But, I mean, what, what's your experience? What's your knowledge of them? And then what did you think overall of how this film went about telling their story? I think my knowledge of them is what your sort of average not sports person is, which is that I, I've seen them. I've seen them play. I yeah. certainly was aware of them. I And I was even aware of them, maybe not quite at where this film ends, but pr fairly soon after, because mm -hmm. Venus Williams became so big, even, yes. you know, in her teens. And I was aware of Richard Williams and certainly have seen some of the the struggles that the Williams sisters have gone to in terms of, you know, all the obstacles that were placed in their way and yeah. terrible things that were said about them. I'm aware of that, but I was not an expert in any way, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, about this, this character or, uh, or, or where they came from. Right. You know? Right. Okay. And uh, what do you think overall though, about the film and how it told the story here as someone who wasn't that knowledgeable, you know, me on the other hand, very knowledgeable the Williams sisters right, read right. up on this was, was watching them from the beginning when they were appearing on the actual majors and, and playing in those tournaments um so i had a different point of view coming in what did you think overall of how they fleshed out the story did you really dial into the characters dial into this story dial into what was happening and uh, appreciate the overall point that they were making about their journey by the end of the movie so it's, it's weird. I had kind of a mixed experience with the film. I loved, loved parts of it, particularly Will Smith's performance. And so I thought it was super compelling, super powerful. It kind of, for me, started to drift a little bit. And it be, there, there was sort of like, I wanted more, I think, was, uh -huh. was kind of my reaction to the film. The things that were great about it are really, really great. That, yeah. That's kind of how I felt. Okay. 
Um, I, I think for me, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I had such a great time with it. I wasn't sure if it was going to get nominated for Best Picture because sometimes these films come along that are sports films, and sports films are rarely nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, yeah there has been Rocky and Chariots of Fire, but there's plenty of sports films like Hoosiers that I don't think ever get nominated for Best Picture, yet they're considered some of the best films we've ever experienced. I'm not sure if Field of Dreams was nominated for Best Picture, but that's an, another incredible film that you could argue should have been nominated if it yeah. wasn't for Best Picture. So it's a rarity when it happens. So having after I, I remember going to see the screening, and I remember just kind of driving around thinking about this film because there was so much to savor and enjoy. And I saw it in an almost overwhelmingly, with an overwhelmingly black audience because mm. it had been a fan screening combined with a press screening. So sitting there in a full theater, and it was full with people experiencing, black people experiencing the story, hearing the comments, hearing the emotional moments, hearing the sounds coming from their mouths as they were watching the stuff that was being played out here as we explore the racism, as we explore them attacking the, or not attacking, but uh, uh, going up against the white establishment of tennis, and also the unusual nature of Richard Williams in how he was bringing this about, how he was dealing with coaches like uh, John Bernthal's character, the, the kind of taking advantage of the situation, playing him against uh, other coaches, getting them set up. And then, of course, when he gets involved with Tony Goldwyn here, who is the first coach, how he kind of works the angles with him to kind of set everything up. But initially, you might think, well, he's not pretty, you know, Richard's not the most uh, likable guy because he does this. But you have to understand how many times have these coaches used other people, used up all these other things, and did their thing. So there was a singular purpose here, and they maybe had to break a few eggs to make this omelet. But what two incredible omelets! came out of the uh, uh, the processes here. Were you surprised at some of the story, Beef? I mean, him pulling them out of playing tennis for a long time until he felt that they understood that tennis was just an element of their life, not the singular focus of their life. Did you like that? Well, I'm just focusing a little bit. I think this has got to be the first time that the Williams sisters have been referred to as two incredible omelets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really good omelets. These are these are top notch, world class omelets. Um, uh, and the second thing I wanted to say is, man, your story about seeing the film. This is where like the venue matters because yeah. the difference between where you saw the film and I saw the film, literally sitting exactly where I am right now, just watching oh, right. it on my computer. Right. That's just different. If right. I had seen it, I would. I think that's. I would guess. 30% more if I had seen the film the way you saw the film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and now I talk about that and I can't remember what your actual question was. What was the question <laughs> that you actually asked me? How did you feel about the journey? Uh, you, you mentioned mm. Will Smith was really good in the film. Is, let's talk about that a little more. How did you feel about how they laid out and portrayed Richard Williams' journey? Not an easy guy to like, Steve, but no. like what I enjoy about films now that are happening more and more is the complexity of the heroes, you know? And Richard, in a way, is a hero because he takes these daughters and believes in them and supports them and loves them and nurtures them and teaches them uh, and also risks, uh, you know, getting killed by a gang, getting beat up by a gang to teach his children to be able to be great at tennis and also risks getting excommunicated from the tennis establishment by going up against these well-known white coaches and the white establishment to uh, to kind of push his daughters into the spotlight. I I think what's what's interesting about really good movies is that you can 
uh, like characters that you don't particularly admire, and you can really admire characters that you don't particularly like. And this is definitely a character that I really, really admire. I -hmm. think if I had to interact with this guy, he would irritate me just as much as he irritates everybody else. He, but, but it's also like you look at, you know, in any, it's like this is a movie about, you know, the guy with the dream. And this is, and there are a lot of movies about the guy with the dream where they are single mindedly going after a thing with every single thing they have. And they, you bump into some stuff, you knock some stuff down, you rub some people the wrong way. And I think, and what what I particularly love about what his dream is, and and, and it's it's weird, weird. yeah. But but what's and I don't mean it's weird it, to decide of tennis for your kids at that young an age, you know, is just like and they are going to be world champions. It's like wow, okay, yeah. you know. I look at my ten year old and I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen with this kid, <laughs> you know. Um, but but but. What I love about it is there's so much, he has so much love in terms of wanting the best for his children. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's in every single moment of the movie. And looking particularly like there's that scene with the cops yes. where, you know, and I'm like, that is just so powerful what this guy is doing as a dad, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 We see the sacrifices he's making. We see him being strong when it needs to be strong. You know, st- uh, uh, kind of go against the person who was coming from Children Protective Services to check on them because of the woman across the street, kind of alluding to the to the fact that within certain communities um, there is jealousy. Uh, uh, even within your own community, there isn't an, a, there isn't necessarily a hundred percent support within your own community for you trying to uplift your children and uh, make them, uh, you know, champions and stars and break the system that's been going on for so long. I mean, just the, imagine thinking about. Being in South Central and saying to yourself, hey, I'm going to teach my kids to be superstars in tennis. How do you know that so early? How do you know you can make it happen? And being lucky enough to have two children, two daughters who gravitate to that teaching, who gravitate to it and want to do it, as opposed to some other kids we've seen. Todd Marinovich is the biggest example of an overwhelming or overbearing father. We've seen those sports fathers, sports mothers that grind their kids into dust. And they're dealing with self-esteem and self-worth issues for the rest of their lives. Clearly here, he understood what the situation was and found a way to nurture them and support them, but not overbear them or suffocate them. And certainly those moments where he's clearing out space for them to go and do other things other than tennis is a smart move. He's not the only one in this film that is absolutely incredible. Anjanu Ellis is also stellar in this movie here as Oracine Brandy Price as their mom. Uh, such a great performance from her. Such a powerful performance as well. Yes, it's called King Richard, but I think some of the criticism is valid here saying, hey, Oracine Price also was involved in this. She was there to nurture them and take care of them and teach them. She was also a former athlete. So how did you feel Anjanu Anjanu Ellis was portrayed. Uh, sorry, how did you feel about Oris? How Orisine Price was portrayed by Anjanu Ellis in the movie, and how did you feel her performance was in the film? I think her performance is great, and I wanted more of her. I mean, this is the you know I'm I'm kind of with that criticism of like every time that she was dynamic in the film, mm. she was great, yeah. and that and this is where it's like this is why I feel it sort of drifts in the in the second half of the movie because okay. I kind of go because once we get to Florida we're sort of on the trajectory. Do you know what I mean? Right. And then right. I kind of go, okay, yes, I understand the conflict is that he's pulled her out, pulled them out of tournaments. And this is a true story. So I'm a little less worried about spoiling things. <laughs> um, uh, but it's sort of like, 
I wanted more of her and I wanted definitely more of Venus and Serena. Like, I feel like, I don't feel like we got to know them as characters. And part of that is that so much of the movie is them doing exactly what dad says and even saying the words that he has wants them to say. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying that that's not really what happened, but then in the second half of the film, you do see a little bit of Venus's desires coming out a little bit. Yeah. Very little of Serena. And like, and so, and, and the same with mom, it's like when mom puts her foot down, yeah, those are the great moments of the film. Certainly, like, that scene in the kitchen between her and yeah. uh, Will Smith is incredible. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yes. Incredible. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. And so, so th- those are great. But it's like I wanted more of those of those dynamics, the inner family dynamics, and a, and and this is the hard thing of like it's called King Richard. Will Smith <laughs> is the star. Yeah. He's fantastic in every moment of the film. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like hard to go. Let's have less of a little less of him to let some of the other characters come to the fore but that's kind of how i felt yeah and sometimes and it seems like this was set up to be a will smith oscar nominated yes. performance you know and we've yes. seen that another sports film the blind side that's pretty much sandra bullock's film even though in real life there was a lot more contribution from other right. people in that story and the husband was much more involved in the yeah, story right. than was laid out in the film so you see that and sometimes hollywood will manipulate things because you know actors have egos and they want to win awards and there's you know if it's if they're the ones who've earned their right to be in a position to make a film like this and get it done uh and i think in the end yeah i hear you and i think criticism is 100 percent valid and i totally understand that because Anjanou Ellis is a very powerful woman, and 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 certainly maybe we'll get a another one, Queen uh, Queen uh, Queen uh, Orison. Sure. Maybe we'll get that down the road. And you're right, uh, we focus on Venus because Venus was the one that initially came out the gate and was the star. Serena, you sense though, you sense that Serena wants that shot. There's a there's that scene with uh, with King with Richard rather, and Serena where Serena is looking out on that U.S. Open amateurs court and is like, she's you know she's hungry, she's ready, and you see that and he's like. It'll come. Trust me. It'll come. Your time will come. Be patient. It is going to come. So see him nurturing. But I also like that end scene, Steve, uh, when what happens to Venus happens to Venus against Arancha Sanchez Vicario. There's a uh, really, I think there's a great life lesson here for that he's teaching her. You know, it's not about just winning and losing. It's about how you handle the loss, even when it feels like you were maybe screwed over by the judges or there were people against you or the establishment maybe kind of cheated you out of a situation. It's how you handle it and how you show it and how you appreciate everything else around you that's going to help you balance things in life. And certainly a powerful lesson for anybody, whether you're competing in something small like a movie trivia contest or something big like right. a, a major in a, in a uh, tennis uh, uh, sport. I think that King Richard teaches tons of great life lessons throughout the whole film. Um, Sometimes he does it in ways that I don't particularly like, but like he, (laughs) but he, but definitely he has a value. He's not just, Uh I want my kids to be champions. He wants, he has a value system for them. He wants them to be educated. He wants them to be good people, to be disciplined, to be polite, to be all those things. Right. And I, and I, and I think that stuff is really great. The, The thing that it just occurred to me, is the scene that I wish that we had is a scene of the sisters talking about dad. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that you know that they had this conversation. You know that right. Serena and Venus said, man, why won't dad put us in those junior tournaments? Or I yeah. want to do this. Or don't you ever, you know, or like sneaking out and getting ice cream sundaes. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the, 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 that moment of seeing their personalities and how they feel about what's going on was what was missing for me. 
you know. The, well, certainly. The, sorry, go ahead, Steve. No, 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 you go ahead. I say, well, certainly Serena does that when she enters herself into that tournament. Right. That's her way of rebelling, but it's still rebelling within the sphere of Richard Williams. I hear what you're saying. You wanted them to kind of go out on the town, go out and do something or go out and, you know, have conversations uh, as they're out on the town about um, what this situation is like. Uh, yeah. It's a fair yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the well, one other thing I wanted to say is yeah. that what's so we tend to have movies about the people who take the big risk and win. Right, you know what right. I mean? You don't have movies about all the people that took the big risk and didn't win. And the fact is, I've met some of these parents who think their kid is going to be the big thing and people who behave maybe not as extreme as Richard Williams does, but, yeah. you know, are really aggressively. And those parents are jerks frequently and frequently they're messing up their kids. And it doesn't end up because 99.99% of these people do not actually become the greatest athletes in the history of the yeah. world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's why I'm watching this going, his behavior is so terrible. And I've watched so many because, and the other thing is you go to the expert, say, Hey, I need you expert, but I'm not going to listen to what you're telling me do. Right. You right. know, it's like, and for, and again, for this situation, that worked great. It did. But there are lots of other times where that is exactly what you don't want to do, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you make a movie about it, because that's the exception to the rule rather than the rule. So I think exactly. I think that's what's so positive. And I do want to give some love to Sonia Sidney, who plays Venus William and Dem Williams and Demi Singleton, who plays Serena Williams. Both of them are just fantastic in the film. I yeah. want to go forward without uh, touching base on them as well. Ronaldo Marcus Green directed this one. Steve, as a director... Did you enjoy this film? What do you, what, I'm sorry, how can I say this? Not did you enjoy this film, but as a director, how do you feel Ronaldo Marcus Green did in the film itself? The pacing, the overall performances, uh, the way it's all laid out. And yes, I hear you about the meandering, but it's consequently the meandering when um, they're kind of, um, he's trying to show them that there's other things they can do in life. So in a way, the meandering is essential to kind of show you overall what the lesson is that he's trying to teach them but maybe there was a different way they could have done the meandering that you would have appreciated more what did you think of ronaldo marcus green's uh direction here um i um, think it's i think it's all really well done i think that one of the things he, he does really well it sounds like it doesn't sound like a compliment but it really is is to stay out of the way of a great performance is that <laughs> is that you let Will Smith do what he is doing and yeah. you don't do put a lot of for lack of a better word spin on it um like I also think that the sports stuff was shot really well and by the way yeah. their not only their performance is really good but they look like I'm not a tennis expert but they look like they're playing some good tennis yes you know Absolutely. um and it's and it's interesting like different sports have different levels of ability to fake you yes. know what I mean and mm -hmm. it would I would think that faking good tennis is is really hard you yeah. Know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That, that seems like a tough one to fake. So I thought all the sports stuff was handled really well. I thought the period was handled really well. I think that the tension around moments like with the gang stuff and the violence, I think yeah. all that was handled really, really well. So in general, I don't think it is like, I, I, I don't know if there is a scene in this that I would teach in my directing class. I don't know that this is a, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that this is a oh my God, look at how this person is doing this. Isn't this amazing right. kind of movie? But it is It is all really, really well done. That's yeah, my feeling. Yeah. Well, certainly the kitchen scene I would teach in an acting class. That's for Absolutely. Absolutely. Incredible ebbs and flows there of, of between two uh, parents here figuring out the dynamics of what's going on here. One parent getting a little too uh, in control of the situation and not factoring in 
that other people are contributing to make this happen as well. So really appreciated that uh, overall. Uh, let's okay, So let's move it to the Oscar nominations here for King Richard. It is nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor for Will Smith, Best Supporting Actress for Anjanou Ellis, which is great to see her nominated for this. A lot of people wanted that to happen. Best Original Screenplay for Zach Balin, Best Film Editing for Pamela Martin, and Best Original Song for Beyonce's song with Dixon called Be Alive. So, Steve, where do you see the strongest possibilities of King Richard taking home a gold statuette? And, yes, as we've said multiple times, Steve has self-admitted to be not the best <laughs> of these things. But you never know. You know, it might be a time for a change. So what do you think here uh, of King Richard's chances in any of these categories? Well, well, the one the difference one, is this year I am right. truly putting in way more thought into these <laughs> predictions because I'm doing it on camera with you Fair as enough. opposed to just checking a little box on a little piece of paper. Um, <laughs> I think the best I think the best shot is Will Smith. Yes, I think right. I think Will Smith has a I, I for me he would probably be the front runner. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. Andrew Garfield in Tick Tick Boom. It's not a movie that you know we're going to talk about a whole lot because it's not one of the best picture nominations. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Um, Javier Bardem and being the Ricardos, he's really good, but I don't think it's a, you know, I don't yeah. actually love that movie that much. So yeah. it's good. Um, uh, and Denzel Washington, it's funny. Um, I have, I think Francis McDormand is unbelievable top to bottom in that film. And yeah. when Denzel is good, he is amazing. Yeah. But I actually didn't love him in parts of Macbeth. Wow. wow. Yeah, there were parts of it where he wasn't doing it for me. Okay. And there were parts of it where he just, you know, literally blew me back to the, you know, the back of the room. He was so yeah. powerful. But yeah, I think I think uh, Will Smith, It's I think it's his Oscar to lose, actually. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think that's the number one place that I would. But I don't see it winning any of the other films. Although some people have started to feel like, King Richard might slide up in here and win Best Picture if Coda and Power of the Dog kind of split the boats. I've been hearing some people, some Oscar expert, experts on Twitter, I've been seeing them kind of slowly start to slide that prediction in. Wouldn't that be interesting uh, to see if that's what happens in this situation, to see King Richard kind of slide in and win a Best Picture and join Chariots of Fire and Rocky as those rare films, sports right. films, that win Best Picture as far as uh, best supporting actress, I can't see anybody beating Anita, Anita DeBose, but you never yeah. take anything for granted in the Oscars because you just right. never know, especially in the best supporting actress category. You just never know what's going to happen. And as far as original song here, I know everyone was like Beyonce, 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 but the Academy doesn't always reward Beyonce. So there are some strong film, strong nominees here. We mentioned Belfast song down to joy in Canto uh, for four good days. Uh, somehow you do song from Diane Warren and Diane Warren is an Oscar. Right. They love her and no time to die. The Billie Eilish song. So I think there's some really stiff competition for Beyonce. The last two James Bond songs have won best, uh, best original song. And you've got Van Morrison and you've got Encanto. So to me, this is a very tough category to predict. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they went Beyonce, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they did. First of all, I love the Beyonce song. It's great. Yeah. Beyonce is great. I don't think there's a lot of argument there. Um, I, for me, and this is just personal, is I am less into songs that are not central to a film, a song that plays mm. in the credits, than I am a song that plays that is central to the film. Gotcha. You know, and so like in Canto, it's obviously it's a musical. The song is central to the film. It is. Um, James Bond. There's a long tradition of Bond great bond songs and great yeah. bond songs winning oscars um and and part of it is those credit sequences are so iconic you know mm-hmm. 
that people re- that people will really pay attention to the song. Right. So it wouldn't seem to me I, I I wouldn't see Beyonce winning this one, but it's a really good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just to clarify, there's only been two times where Bond songs have won the Oscars, and it's oh, been, only two. Yeah, Skyfall and The Spectre. That's oh. it. But they've been nominated before. They just have never won oh. until Skyfall. So. Uh, who knows? Could be three times in a row or could be uh, Encanto and could be Beyonce. We shall see. Uh, all right. Well, that's our overall thoughts here, Steve. Unless you had anything more to say about King Richard? Nope. I love that. All right. Well, thank you all so much for watching this uh, next episode of the Oscars series. We'll be back tomorrow with another uh, preview or another rather, review and conversation rather about a Best Picture nominee and its Oscars chances. Oh, real quick, Steve, what I was saying, do you think it has a chance to slide in? And steal the best uh, best picture win from uh, from uh, Coda and from Power of the Dog, or do you think this one's pretty much a distant fourth or fifth? Well, I well, think again it goes to this ranked rank. choice voting thing because because it's it's not that I think King Richard is going to be a, a majority of people's first choice, but it could be a lot of people's second and third choice, right? You right. know, that's like and that and so that's where that's where I think that there, there is that chance that it could sneak in. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem if I wanted to be honest with you. All right, well, thank you all so much for joining us. We appreciate it madly. Steve, where can people find you and everything going on, my man? SR Morris, SR Morris 1, Cinephiles, Enterprise Incidents, and I'll be back here tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You can find me at The Roca Says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, the Outlaw Nation on Twitch. And please remember to subscribe to the channel down below. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell button. And thanks to all of you who have been watching these uh, these episodes. Yeah, they're not getting over a 1,000 views, but they're getting a lot of comments. And a lot of you are saying how much you're enjoying this series. So we appreciate it madly that you're being dedicated to watching each one of these as I try something new on the channel. And I'm very grateful to my friend Steve Morris for taking a chance with me to try something new like this on the channel. And yes, go and listen to us. If you enjoy our breakdowns, Go and listen to The Cinephiles, which we break down one great movie, one classic movie, one movie we just flat out love, and break it down to its nook and cranny. And right now we're in the middle of season of Lee, and we just dropped part two of Do the Right Thing. And this week we will part we'll drop part three and hopefully the final part of Do the Right <laughs> Thing before we move on to the next uh, film for Spike Lee that we're going to do. All right, y'all take care of yourselves. Be well, and we'll see you tomorrow with another brand new episode of the Oscars series. See you then. <laughs>